Welcome to the Get Paid for Your Creativity podcast, the only podcast show dedicated to courageous, inspired, innovative entrepreneurs ready to fully tap into their purpose, express with passion, and create businesses that change lives and transform the world. Hello, my name is Rodney Washington, author, artist, entrepreneur, and your host. Five days a week, I'll be sharing cutting-edge business, creativity, and marketing tips, inspiration, insights, and feature interviews with extraordinary creative entrepreneurs. So grab your favorite beverage, set back, and enjoy today's show. Today is Biz Tip Tuesday. Tuesdays are the days when I give you some really, I think, practical tips and advice that you can use to start actually implementing to grow your business, either your existing business that you currently have or a new business that you're thinking about starting. And for today's topic, I chose something that I feel all entrepreneurs or business owners, whether again you are in the beginning stages of starting your business or you're thinking about starting a business, all know or feel that they must have. And that's called the business plan. Now what I want to do for a moment is I want to discuss with you the nature of a business plan and what I think the original concept was behind the business plan and how I feel, quite honestly, the truth or the reality behind the nature of a business plan, especially when you're starting out, the old model of using a business plan actually may be hindering you from actually getting data that you can use to actually grow, start and grow your business. With the original concept of a business plan, you were you were gathering information about your business, meaning or the business that you wanted to start. So for an example, you would write down who your ideal customer is or who the customers that you want to sell. You start with a product or service that you're going to offer. You start writing down the numbers that are associated with the for the to represent the cost of what it's going to mean to actually put those things in place. For an example, if you're starting a storefront type of a business, how much is the building going to cost? What's the rent going to be for employees? How much are they going to cost? The marketing cost, the production cost, supplies, and all of that. You combine all those numbers together and start getting what hard fixed costs are going to be to get the business started. Then you have to start taking projections of what you think you're going to sell and balance those numbers between what you hope to sell against what you know you're going to have to spend to get the business going. The problem with that model is until you've actually started to sell product, generated actual hard physical cash, it's hard to project what you're actually going to sell. What happens with many solo entrepreneurs individual people just starting out, trying to gather that data is trying to predict the sex of a baby is going to be before you've even conceived the child. You're guessing. You have no concrete evidence to even prove that a child will even exist. In this case, no business will actually exist. In order for you to be able to gather that data, you need to be in there with your sleeves rolled up, actually doing things to generate money, to generate interest, to generate a product, in order for you to have data in which to come to someone with to raise money for your business. I personally believe that the best 
business model to start with is to have no outside debt if you can if you can swing that. I mean, other than possibly getting a computer if you need one, even that I even question, to be really honest with you. But, you know, I, I'll give you that one if you need to get a computer, for an example, internet connection, that kind of thing. Outside of that, the best business plan that you can have is what I'm going to cover in this podcast and in a future podcast that I'm going to record up um, in a future episode, and I'll tell you about that towards the end. Many of my clients that come to me come to me because they have a passion. They have a passion for something that they love to do. They really want to get their message out or they have something they want to share with the world, and they're trying to create a business plan using traditional business plan models that really are not applicable to them. So as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, what would be a business plan I would want? The business plan I needed when I first got started. When I started my business back in 2006, my business was a photography business. What I did was I knew I had to get a camera, and I knew I had to find customers. That was my business plan. I went out and bought the camera. I went out and looked for customers. I offered to do photographs for them, and I got paid. That was my business plan. That's how I got my business started. Very simple, very organic. As I continued to work in that business, I started to understand what things I needed to grow that business. And that's when I pulled in more things for marketing. And I pulled in more things, for example, like my website, business cards, learning social media, going to networking events, connecting with people, going out to businesses, having conversations with them. And those conversations turning into clients. That was my business plan. I never had a formal written business plan. What I want to do, what I want to share with you in this podcast, if, if, if that is something that you're thinking you need to do before you can get started, unless you are trying to raise a lot of money from outside people, I say... You don't need a traditional business plan in the way that business plans are taught. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to create a simple business plan for the creative entrepreneur who is starting out grassroots, probably without a lot of money, and they just want to get started. Now, I'm going to assume with the plan I'm going to share with you today is that you have the basics of what you need, meaning you have enough resources to produce your product or your service, even if it's just samples of it. You have access to whatever equipment that you need to do that, if you need equipment. You have at least some kind of a computer, and nowadays, honestly, you can really pretty much almost do everything with a smartphone, or a tablet at least, and access to internet. If you have those things, you pretty much have the basics that you need to get started. So the business plan that I want to share with you is what I call turning your passion into a business plan. And it's a five-step process. And I'm going to share with you two of those steps today. And then I'm going to talk about the others in a future podcast, which I'll talk about towards the end of today's show. The first most important piece of this business plan is you must get clear about your passions. Now, I know there's a lot of talk out there about doing what you love and the money will follow and, 
you know, do what you love and all of this. And I, those books and those topics exist because they're true. This is the hard and fast reality of being in business for yourself. And I'm going to get a little blunt here. So if you are easily offended by what could be deemed of as coarse language, I'm I'm going to apologize now. But I'm going to be really candid here because I don't want to waste time. Once you decide to, once you find out what your passion is and you decide to go for what it is that you have found you love to do, there's no shortcuts around this. You're going to have to work your ass off. It's just no other way around it. Sweat equity will be the number one source of revenue, the number one source of resource that you will have to rely on to get this business off the ground. And quite frankly, it should be that way. I firmly believe that having access to too much money actually can cause more problems and slow you down. Because what happens is, is that you begin to think that every time there's a quote-unquote problem, you can throw money at it and get it fixed. What happens more often than not is that you're throwing money at the wrong problem. And what's really going on is not being addressed because you're focusing on something else. So I would say roll up your sleeves and rely more on sweat equity than you do on financial equity to get your business going. Understanding this, understanding that you're going to have to work your tail off to make this happen, you better find something that you love. You better find something that you're passionate about. You better find something that you're going to be willing to roll up your sleeves and work a lot of extra hours put in a lot of extra time, do a lot of extra phone calls, emails, networking events, going to trade shows, conventions, associations, reading magazines, uh, blogs, keeping up with the latest trends, writing, sending proposals. You're going to have to do a lot of things to get the business going. So you need to be able to eat, sleep, and drink and believe in what you're doing. And the easiest way to do that is when you're doing something that you love to do. So I'm going to share some examples with you here. I have a client that loves to bake. She started a business, I don't know now, I think maybe eight years ago, baking cakes for her office. She was working at high tech. She would bring in these cakes into her office and she sold them. She knew she wanted to one day have a bakery. For several years, all she did was bake cakes on the side, bring them into her office, and sell them to her co-workers. Her long-term goal is that she would one day have a bakery. But her short-term reality was is that she couldn't quit that job at the moment. She needed the revenue, and she just wanted to try her hand at doing something that she loved to do, which was baking. And she was continued to bake cakes and bring them in. She'd sell them, especially during holidays, birthdays, and things like that. She got lots of pre-orders. So she had a nice, brisk business going. She didn't go out and create a business plan, a traditional business plan. Go out and try to find a storefront, try to raise money for a store, and all of the things that would have required her to do that. She just knew she had something that she loved to do. In this case, she loved to bake cakes. She didn't waste any time trying to figure out how to build a store out of it. She just focused on what she loved to do. She was willing to come home from work, 
and stay up late and bake these cakes. She took those cakes into her office. People tried them, they loved them, and she and they bought them. She did this for several, several years. I think almost, actually for almost five years that she did this. It's only been in the last three years that she actually opened up a physical store. But this was after years of just baking cakes on the side and bringing them into the office. She knew she was completely dedicated to the bigger vision, which was the bakery that she now has, when she was willing to go five years baking cakes on the side and bringing them into her job. That's what I'm talking about, having that kind of passion. When you decide what it is that you're going to do, whether it's writing, whether it's teaching, whether it's baking cakes, whether it is illustrating children's stories, whatever it is, understand and know that you're going to have to put in a bit of time to turn this into a viable business. You're going to have to love what you do. That love will sustain you. That passion will sustain you when you're tired, when you come home from work after working a full eight hours or longer, and you have to come home and produce now this new thing that you've created. But that's how you'll know that this is the thing for you, when you can do that, and it's not through coercion. You do it because you want to do it. You do it because you love to do it. So whatever it is, Get clear about that. Write down the five things, two or three things that you really love to do. What's the skill? What's the gift? What's the thing that you absolutely don't even think about? You just do it because you enjoy it. The real secret tip is what's the thing that you will do even if you you don't get paid for it? If you're willing to do something over and over and over and over again for a while and possibly not even get paid for it, that's a pretty good sign that that's something that is a love for you, it's a passion for you, and you're willing to do the work. The next hint, what's the thing that you want, that you naturally want to study? When you find that passion that you love to do, what what books would you go out and easily spend your money on to buy? This is another telltale sign that you've hooked onto the right passion for you. That not only are you not getting paid for it in the beginning, but you actually put in your own money to learn how to do it. That's another telltale sign that you have found a passion that you love to do. So what anyone else tells you is that you can't get paid for doing what you love. I honestly say that's BS. You can get paid to do what you love, but you've got to be willing to pay first to do what you love before you can get paid to do what you love. That pay can come in the form of investing in yourself in terms of classes, educational materials, sweat equity, the thing I talked about earlier. If you can do that without question, you are on the right path to the first step of your turning your passion into a business plan. What's that passion? Write that down for yourself. Ask yourself right now, does anything I do in my life right now fit that criteria? Not only am I willing to not get paid to do this right now, but I'm willing to pay to do this right now, to learn how to do this better. 
When you can answer those two questions, you know you're, you, you are working in the right direction. So start with that. That's step one. Step two, decide what you're going to sell. Okay, you've got to start somewhere. Doesn't matter if what you start off with is what you end up with. You just have to be willing to start with something. You have to have a way to to make a connection with people who can give you money for the thing that you love to do. As I used my client in, in the previous example, she loved to bake. Okay, now she could have baked her cakes and kept them at home and only offered them to people who came over to visit or share them only with family members or whatever. But she decided to take her cakes in to work with her so that she could allow her co-workers to try them. And of course, they love them. And the next extension that grew from that is that they offered to buy them. So what can you do? I mean, decide what it is that you're going to sell. And then decide what you can create that you can allow people to experience what you do. Now, I'll use myself as an example. I have a bigger vision to speak on stages and to be eventually paid to do that, to speak on stages. That's one of my bigger visions. And actually, even a bigger vision of that is to write books that I'm actually out authoring books that I'm out there talking about and I'm selling my books from the stage. My method to moving to that place is this podcast that I'm doing now. I wanted to have a regular tool, a regular vehicle in which I can communicate with the world, communicate my message to the world, and have a regular platform to do that that didn't rely on me having to find someone else to agree with me or to want to sponsor me right now to do this. I realized that I had all the tools I needed to start this program. I had the equipment, I had the voice, I had the time, and I had the passion for the subject. That's all I needed. I am willing to invest, and I have already invested, and am continuing to invest my time in education, in bettering myself, bettering my services, bettering my ability to be able to bring you a better and better show each time I do it. In other words, I'm willing to pay to do this now without being paid for it in return, knowing that it's a step to the business that I want to create down the line. And I'm already in the process of doing that now. I have found that passion. This podcast, in in a way, is my free sample. It's my taste. I don't charge for these shows. I produce them of my own heart, of my own time. I record them. I put them together. I edit them. I put all the components together. I create the blog post, provide the resources that accompany and support what I'm talking about on each episode. And I do this five times a week. Many people only podcast once a month, twice a month, maybe once a week. But when I chose to do this, I decided to go all the way in. And I decided to make a new show five days a week. And I'll admit, and I'll tell you right now, I had one person tell me that they thought I was crazy for committing to that kind of schedule. But I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. I was going to have to pay with my time and my resources before I could be paid down the line in other ways. 
So this is my payment. This is my way of giving of myself now for the dream and the vision that I have down the line in the future. What is yours? What is your free sample that you're willing? What, what can you sell and create right now? Even if that sale, and I'm using quotation marks with my fingers here, air quotation marks, even if that sale is free. Because even free, we have to sell. Okay? So what are you willing to create now? What can you offer people that you can sell them now? Even if that sale does not translate into actual physical dollars. How can you prove that what you have is viable enough, is interesting enough that people would be willing to invest in? In my case, it's this podcast. For my former client, it was her giving away her cakes. That's a part of the bargain that you have. But the reality of it is, is that if, again, if it's something that you love to do, it doesn't feel like you're losing out or you're not getting something. Because, again, you love doing it. I love learning how to do this. I'm still learning how to do this. And I hope the future episodes, I don't hope they will. They'll get better, even better as I keep doing it. The future guests I want to interview, I know they'll come because I'm willing to put in the time now. I'm willing to invest my time, my dollars, to put into this to make it better. So I ask you, what's the thing that you love to do that you're willing to pay to do? The thing you're willing to do for free, what's that passion for you? And two, what can you create that you can sell, even if that sale is something that you give away for free? Now, what I've done is I've created a very simple little worksheet that I'm going to supply for you on the show page here, which you'll be able to find at getpaidforyourcreativity.com forward slash the number seven. And what it is, is I call it an income idea generator. You can, this is a worksheet that I created. Actually, you can opt in for it on the website, but I'm going to actually just put it on the page with the direct link, no opt-ins required. But what I want to do is I want to give you that because I think it's a great way for you to begin to get your mind thinking about that core number one passion. It's a three-step process, really simple, just three questions, and you have a couple of options on what you want to answer. The first question is this. What's the thing that you love to do? What's the thing that you're good at? And I'm going to use my cupcake client as an example. So using her as an example, I would say she loves to bake. If she came to me as a brand new person and she loves to bake and she wrote down maybe three other things. But if the, if the baking part was the thing that really lit her up, I would say, OK, I think you should focus your energy on this. If you're willing to put in the time without being paid for it, if you're willing to even do the work and you have to put out your own money to get this going, this may be a direction for you. So that was the first step. The second step is list five ways you can create money or create something for sale with that passion. So again, in her case, she decided to just bake product directly and offer samples of it that would lead to sales down the line. So that would be the first thing is bake physical product and offer it for free in hopes of future sale. A second way that she could have created her free taste and her, I'm sorry, her free offer or her offer that could be led to a sale is she could have wrote a cookbook of all her recipes. 
she could have started a podcast or she could have started a video cooking show as another way to go with it. She could have taught cooking classes as another option. A fifth option that she had is she could have started a catering company or she could have gone out to contract other companies that didn't provide desserts and offer to sell her desserts to them. And they offer them to their customers as a part of her brand. So that's five ways that she could take her her passion, her love for baking, and five ways she could generate income from it. Okay? So she chose one thing that she loved, which was baking. In this case, cakes. Two, there was five ways that she could have made money from it or offered something for sale. And I listed those out. The third step is to pick one. This is the key. This is the secret sauce here. Even though we laid out five different ways, cookbooks, podcasts, teaching classes, outside contract, video work, out of all those different options, the one that suited her best was working with people directly by baking product herself and taking it in and offering for sale. That is the one that must be focused on right now. The other options are still there, but I would not recommend trying to implement all of those now because you'll become overwhelmed. And that's the second thing that happens, is that you're trying to do too much and you overwhelm yourself. So what you want to do is you want to get really gut, really gut inside, crystal clear about what this passion is that you have. The thing that you know you really must do. You really, really want to do this. Two, you want to explore several ways that you could do it. And only pick one. And once you pick that one, that's the only thing that you focus on. If you do that, you'll be well on your way to the most important pieces of creating a passion-based business plan that works for you. That will actually take you much further down the road than trying to raise money for something that you don't even know for certain people even want. Now, in the next podcast episode that I'm going to share with you coming up, which is going to be podcast number eight, I'm going to talk about your point of differentiation. This is what's really important. A lot of people starting out are coming across as a me too business owner and not someone that's different. You you can sell the same thing. There's multi, probably millions of people right now selling cupcakes in particular. But everyone has to have their own point of differentiation. What makes you different? What makes your cupcake, for an example, better than Susie's down the street and Betty's up the road? You want to make yours to be the most unique. You want to define what that point of differentiation is. Because that's what's going to help you stand out, help you stand apart from everyone else, and create attention for you and buzz for your business. And then, of course, getting that out there with your free taste and letting people experience what you have to offer. From that core, you'll be able to then get a real clear picture if this passion, if this dream that you have actually has legs to it, From the space of people experiencing what you have, even if the sale is free, to the point that they say, I will pay you for this. Once you get that answer, then you're on the way to creating a profitable business. But you need to do the first steps.
So with that said, I'm going to leave you with that. Again, go over to getpaidforyourcreativity.com forward slash the number seven. And there you will find the downloadable replay of today's podcast, plus access to that downloadable worksheet that I've created for you. It's called the Income Idea Generator. And I'm going to have another bonus sheet there for you as well that I'm going to talk about some different ways that you could possibly implement, take that one core passion and maybe break it up into five different models. But again, I want to emphasize this. The bottom line is you only want to focus on one and start with that one. Once you do that, you'll be able to figure out what the next steps are. So join me for episode eight, which is coming up soon, and I will continue this conversation and I will talk about your point point of differentiation, how to create your free taste, and how to actually survey your audience to find out how they're reacting to your free taste and how to actually turn them from samples into paying customers. So this is Rodney Washington, your host, signing off. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Get Paid for Your Creativity podcast broadcast five days a week, Monday through Friday. Please visit our website at getpaidforyourcreativity.com for more information about the content shared on today's broadcast, including additional resources and show notes. And finally, express yourself with passion and live on purpose every single day. This is Rodney Washington, your host, signing off. Thank you.